We are back with another episode of Opinions That Don't Matter. Back and better than ever. Is that true? Well, yes, this is episode 50. Mm -hmm. That means that we are exactly one episode into the future from the last episode, which I thought went over extremely well based Mm -hmm. on the comments. I think the audience also enjoyed it. I I think they did. I got dressed up. I know, sparkly. Mm -hmm. Although I keep looking at that logo, Mm -hmm. or not logo, but um, design. Yeah. Yeah, and it makes me think of Pepsi Cola. Kind of. This episode is not brought to you by Pepsi Cola. Nope. But if they'd like to hit us up, we're open to it. Mm, we don't have really, to be a we don't pretty really drink sweet, Cola. sweet deal. Emphasis on sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get the soda battles, do you? Uh, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, RC, all these colas. But I don't think anybody really fights for RC, do they? Mm, maybe in the Midwest. Mm. I think RC Cola is big. And Well, you let us know. Where, where are you living? What sort of cola do you drink? What pop? Soda? What do you even call it? I know. Like in some parts of the United States, they call any soda pop a Coke. Coke. I'll have mm-hmm. a Coke. What kind of Coke do you want, they say? But they're close to Coca-Cola Would you like a Sprite Coke? Would you like a- I know, it's weird. An orange Coke? A no. root beer Coke? Yeah. No. Speaking of which, we tried something up here that just hit the marketplace. Um, oh, we did. Canadian like... Club is now putting, they've got, everyone's got some sort of drink in a can. However- We love a drink in a can. You know, I'm a sucker for marketing. It was pretty beautiful. Um, if you get a chance, you'll see it in the store. I'm sure they're going to sell, oh, just shy of a bajillion of them before <laughs> the market runs out. Mm-hmm. But it's Canadian Club, which is Canadian whiskey, uh, meets a soda in it's a Crown can. Crown Royal. Oh, well, there he, you go. He wanted to cl- Lost he, that sponsor. He wanted to claim it as Canadian. Yeah. Well, Crown Royal is Canadian, so it's a Canadian whiskey. Okay. So Canadian whiskey, Crown Royal. Right. The one that uh, comes in a purple sack for those of you out there in north america you probably know this uh you probably as a child put your marbles in these sacks uh that's what my dad gave me for my marbles yeah yeah hence uh, why i lost them but um boom but no these uh um soda pops in a can that are mixed he's doing a terrible idea or a terrible job of explaining them yes there are three flavors we all know the the good old-fashioned like whiskey coke combo they had that. Then there was a peach drink version. Peach and whiskey, which peach was and whiskey. delightful. Delicious. It was a peach tea. Mm. Sweet Ooh, tea. I, I do like a sweet tea, Ooh, Katie. Me like too. Molasses. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> and then the other one was the apple. It was like whiskey and apple. Right, which is a popular flavor. They sold a ton of those. Mm-hmm. Especially know. in Washington. Yep. We love our apples. Yeah. But so anyways, anyway. The packaging is what got me because it's- It's beautiful. And it feels nice. You touch the can. It's got this uh, spot printing, which is like a little bit of extra gloss on the certain texture. parts. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. Which, that sweet, who sweet gives a crap? Does it taste good? The answer is- Yes. All three are excellent. It does. Um, but it's funny. If you're like me and I purchase like wine based on the label, mm-hmm. you're going to want to buy this. Yeah. I would say. Uh, these pretzels are making me thirsty. Uh, when we were sitting there, I had had some chips, and boy, oh boy, was I thirsty. So I had uh, two of those, and uh, we had to pull the ripcord. Went home. It was great. That's not the story. <laughs> That's not the story at all. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so how was your week? What have you been doing? I'm talking about you, the audience. What's happening? What are you doing with your life? Are you getting out there? What are you doing with your life? <laughs> what is this, the fifth, the fifth degree? <laughs> Okay. Are um, things changing? Things are changing rapidly here. Is in... it the fourth degree? What do you say? You're giving me the third degree? The yeah, third, the third degree. degree. But I since just kicked this is... it up too and said the fifth. 
but this is the fourth dimension. The the, the it wall. just didn't sound right when it came out. Like when I said the fifth degree, I was like, maybe it's the sixth degree. Take it to the seventh. Why stop there? Yeah. That reminds me of that stupid, what was the movie that had, it was like eight minute abs and he was like, it's seven minute abs. Like he was cutting down it at What if we minute. did six minutes? You can't do your abs in just six just minutes? six minutes? That's ridiculous. What, what film was that? Was it Dumb and Dumber? I don't think so. It sounds like something they would have said. Totally does. But anyway, we, um, we had a good week. Uh, those drinks were delicious. Sean overindulged and did not feel good. No. It was not so good. It was a little too sweet the next day. But uh, I am curious about what is happening. I'm just going to gloss over that. <laughs> uh, I am curious about what's happening in your neck of the woods because here, um, the United States is polarized, masks, no masks, um, socks, no socks. And mm. in- uh, Gibson, Fender, yeah. Chevy, Ford, it's we're so polarized. Very polarizing times. However, with that said, they're lifting mask regulations. Um, Are they? Yeah. And I think there's 11 states now that have- uh, completely said, no, we're not doing masks. Wow. Um, I understand the lockdown thing. Not because, so I, I don't know how you guys feel and I'm sure everybody has different thoughts and this is not the place for you're wrong. I'm right. This is like, Hey, let's talk about this. Yeah. Exactly. Because as a world, we're having a really hard time. And I do, I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty exhausted by it. And while I know people are freaking out about Texas and Mississippi lifting all restrictions, I'm of the mind where it's like things should be open, but we should still have like mask mandates and things like that. So yeah. you should have to, you know, maybe take a temperature, wash your hands, have sanitizer, have to wear your mask when you're indoors or when you're doing things outside around other people. I, I'm, I approve all of that. But the fact that they're expecting, at least in the United States, we've only had, what, two stimulus checks? Right. Something like and that. And people haven't been able to work for almost a year. Right consistently is pretty fucking crazy we have to get the economy going so yeah. people are saying we have to eliminate the masks no more masks okay uh, to me that doesn't make any sense I'm well no like, it's the lockdown it, masks or no masks that doesn't really right help but like or people are anything. making it all about masks or ma no masks right now correct? oh i didn't know that yeah and i'm I like really like the open news. up the economy but leave the mask in place you that's know? what i'm saying that's that was exactly what i was saying yeah yeah because i just that's the problem i have is that lockdowns not only are affecting financial capabilities, but then as even a human, but also mental professional, the mental health ramifications. Oh, I mean, you guys are feeling it. I'm feeling it. Um, even one of our staff writers, Christoph, was bummed about not being able to meet up with his band members to do any more band practice. Mm -hmm. That fucking sucks. And that's a huge coping skill and a huge outlet and resource. It's almost like uh, this is a giant. And I'm not saying this is what happened, but this is the we're we're looking at the results of a giant experiment of people being placed in you know air quotes here isolation so mm -hmm. what does someone in a prison feel um when you're locked up or well, uh, you're usually in... they're not locked up like isolated completely they have people they engage with within the prison well, are they it. ideal people no i get it they have their prison pod of people but you don't you're not put on uh isolation unless you well it's a form bad. of isolation you're isolated from general but, population of society and totally. then and then you're maybe if you misbehave you're further mm -hmm. incarcerated or for, put you, know, you in the hole as they say on the, the cop hole. shows but but even that they think of that's a that's actually um it's not just a form of punishment it's like torture yeah and so and, what are we doing to people well that's what the point i'm trying to get at is this is torture chain me to the wall do you remember that yeah no that was a cartoon when i was a kid anyways but I, I think that people, after a year of being locked down or whatever, 
uh, are really feeling it and, yeah. and are. I'm feeling it. Yeah. Can you feel the heat? But everyone's feeling it differently, different countries, different counties, different states. Um, yeah, but people just, I don't know. I think that's what frustrates me about the internet. And then we'll move on to your letters because yeah. nobody wants to hear us complain. We're just going to complain right out front. Well, yeah, we'll but, get this out of the way because. But, but, okay. Well, what I was saying is I think what bothers me is that instead of being able to have conversations about this and the issues that are coming up, people who believe one way or the other want to shout the other one down and call the other one names according to what they believe or what they think is right. And the real problem is we have all these differing opinions across the world, not even just in the States and different, uh, you know, facts, quote unquote facts and research and, and, uh, doctors or virologists or specialists and everybody's saying different things all the time and they keep moving the goalposts and they keep changing things. And of course people are going to feel disenfranchised and like, uh, well, what is the truth? Yeah. Tell me the truth. I can handle it. If everyone uh, feels like they're being uh, fed a story, at some point, everything becomes misinformation, that's the even the information that is correct. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what people are feeling right now. Like, who do I trust? And then if you don't feel like you can trust your government, uh, if you don't feel like you can trust your local health ordinance, mm -hmm. I, I think that's we're, we're going to do ourselves a disservice. And I really hope that by... Uh, Moving into the no mask time, which eventually I hope we're there, mm -hmm. like everyone around the world. But as we move into that right now, I hope we're not moving into it too early and we're not going to have another flare up. That's my big yeah. concern. Um, but I do think we need to open up the economy. Agreed. I agree. It's just it's such a complicated issue and people get so riled up. So, so riled whatever, up. Wherever you stand on the spectrum of things, I, yeah. I don't have a, an argument with you. You no, know, I, I'm looking to to be enlightened about the situation more than yeah. anything. If you have thoughts or if you actually have someone in your country who's speaking truth and making sense, share. If you're a scientist <laughs> right. and uh, well, you run with scissors. We do have, we have our, our science. We do. Sue. Uh, Sue. Yeah. She's our, our, what did we, science liaison. Science liaison. A liaison. Okay. Um, but anyway, enough about us and our thoughts. Yeah, you that's where we're at this week. <laughs> yeah, we have, it's oh, just. Oh, you need me to open I it I mean, up. I can open it, but it's easier if you do it with your face. Right. Needs to know your face. I didn't know that that's how FaceTime works, but or not FaceTime, but um, unlocking. I thought you just you had to get that's... it real close, but you can do it from. Far oh yeah, away. I can do it from wherever. Yeah, that's the funny thing. I don't know if you guys have seen these hilarious videos of girlfriends trying to like break into their boyfriend's or husband's phone, and they want to try to use their face, and they're like, right, like because they're cheating because they're a liar. That's what my guess is. It's like in liar. those movies that you see where they chop off someone's finger, and it's got like the. Uh, the fingerprint on it. Oh, and then they use that. Yeah, like in my NCIS. Yeah. They're like, why is he missing his hand? And then you sh it shows them up some super secret science lockdown facility and the hand just goes on. They get it. Then they steal the secrets. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I've been watching a lot of NCIS. Um, yeah. We ready? Oh, yeah, yeah, let's do it. So we have a bunch of letters. Uh, if you're new to the show, basically what we do is we ask our audience to write in. We read the letters. We interact with you. Yeah. If you're new, welcome. Welcome in. Uh-huh. Moin. Actually, it's, it's not the morning. It's the evening. I don't know how you say good evening. Uh, you know, moin is, um, well, I'll save it because there's someone wrote in about it. Oh, good. Okay. Because yeah. we can learn more because so, our opinions don't matter and we're very stupid. <laughs> I mean. About some things. One of us is stupid. The other one is, you know... Um, helping the other person learn some things so which one's which 
do tell, Sean, <laughs> since you've <laughs> you've made a statement. All right, let's get it going. Okay, this is the letter. It says, what if I wasn't being rude? What if it was self-deprecating? I don't know. The way you looked at me made me think it was not. Okay. Okay, back into the letter that we never started. It says, Katie, listening to OTDM number 55 about moving as a child. As I write this, my heart is pounding, shaking hands and sweaty palms. I haven't discussed this outside of my therapist and wife, but here it goes. I did a lot of moving starting in the fourth grade through the 11th. So pretty much all your formative years, right? Sounds like it. I mean, I guess when you're younger... I just feel like before fourth grade, you're just like, whatever, mom makes my lunch or whatever takes me to school. You know, you're just kind of going, just going with the flow. The shortest place I stayed was nine months and the longest was two years. That's a lot of moving. How often did you move as a kid? Like every couple uh, of years? Yeah. I feel like you moved a lot. Yeah, we covered this already. I, mm -hmm. But it wasn't that many times. I mean, generally speaking, I, I spent all my high school in one school. and Yeah, um, just moving house, you know. Yeah, a, a couple of times, two or three. One, two, three. yeah, three. Even there you go. including Kelowna and no, no, high school. Three times in high school. Yeah, well, I, I count uh, grade seven as high school. Yeah, okay. I was just talking in all of your years. How many times did you move? That's I, what I, I was. Don't know. I'd have to sit like down. Like a think. bunch of times. Yeah, like a handful. Handful. Okay, that's a that's like when you ask your grandma for a recipe, and she's like, I don't know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, handful of this. Okay. <laughs> you know what my grandmother used to do, and mm -hmm. um, we'll get into this letter in a second, mm -hmm. but uh, she used to, you know, someone would say, I love that recipe. What's in it? And she I'll write it down for you. And she would write down the recipe, but she would leave out a key ingredient so they could never get it quite like hers. Or she would like, you know. It's just such a funny thing to do. Yeah. Not leave it out, but maybe a little lesser. I don't know. I've heard that as a rumor. It may. We should have asked her incorrect. when we had the chance. Yeah. Well, maybe. Because I have my a sister, recipe book. We do, but she could have struck things out. It's a lot of white out. You know, no, like, but it's been redacted. Redacted. Her cookbook has been redacted. You're like, dang it, Maggie redacted. Yeah. Um, she would write in the like within a recipe, either like on the side or in it. None of this. Add this instead. Yeah, she would definitely or, upgrade the cookbook. Yeah, because it was like a Swedish cooking book. Yeah. Anyway, and it has all the and she was like, "Don't do this, do that, blah blah." That's Fantastic. hogwash. She wrote. Don't do it. <laughs> okay. The shortest place I stayed was nine month, months. The longest was two years. I wish I could give positive advice about moving as a child, but honestly, it was hell. I was bullied constantly, always being um, the new kid. I was scrawny, uh, a scrawny, bespeckled kid who enjoyed math, science, and anything electrical or mechanical. Ah. And now, you know, people who now they need your sciences help. run the world. Yeah. That's why you tell the bullies. Go fuck yourself. You still live in that town doing the same thing? Good for you. That's what I say. I was kind of a nerd in school, too. All my AP classes and stuff. No shame in being a nerd. Okay. I was a real a target for bullying. Bullying back then isn't like what I hear about today with a lot of it online. I got my ass kicked. Sometimes by more than one bully. See, I never got beat up. Girls don't really do that. Girls instead, like... They do now. Um, pick at you until you cry uh, to yourself like this in, the, trend of like in the bathroom stall kids beating each other and filming it and posting it online that's a big deal these days and i just don't understand you know where that comes from why would you film and why, first for, first of all for why clicks would you and likes and what views? yeah man of course you put if oh you put out a, a video of, they should of, get kicked off the platform 
Oh, 1000%. Not only that, but and fun, you just incriminate them. yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you punish them yourself. to the full extent. Sorry. Fullest extent of the law. Okay. Um, not a day goes by that I don't see their faces or episodes of bullying. They just keep coming. One image burned into my brain was a teacher seeing what was going on, but she just turned around and left. What? I was in seventh grade. At one school, I couldn't use the bathroom during the day because the bullies would follow me in. I often rode my bike to school and had several routes that I would randomly select to get to and from school safely. See, that's the thing is like when your when your safety's a threat. I don't know. It just feels so. Ugh, I don't like it. Um, school administration was useless. I will be honest. I don't, if you guys know in my private practice, I don't see a lot of adults or I don't see a lot of kids. I see mainly adults, but I did see a couple of teenagers and one was being bullied so severely that he would fake being sick and not go to school. And then his grades were slipping. And so his mom brought him to me. Um, and I worked tirelessly with that school and they wanted to do nothing. And I had to like, threaten them with legal action to get them to I do wonder it. if it's because schools just aren't equipped to to deal with it correctly like if there's some flaw in how they're training teachers or the mm. administrators or if everyone's afraid of a legal battle but man there's I a think great scene they honestly in- don't have enough time so they just don't want to deal with it I think that's what it is that's based on my my limited experience yeah because they understood and agreed with me that it wasn't okay yeah but they were like we can't be everywhere at all times we can't. You don't have it, to. Be. You get one report of a kid picking on another kid. You have a talk with that kid, and immediately you go to the parents. And it's weird because these days, parents are like, "Whoa, there's nothing wrong with my child. Mm-hmm. How dare you tell me that?" You know, it, you get mm-hmm. some really weird responses instead of taking responsibility for your kid's behavior if they're doing that. Well, and, my generation, my mom would have like pulled me out by my hair. Do you know what I mean? Like, in the I I I've not bullied anybody. And gotten in trouble and had that happen. But when I would do things at school or yeah. um, or she'd find out that my friend and I weren't really at that person's house. We were at someone else. Oh, and she would like what she would do. is She would show up wherever I was. Like one time I snuck into a dance at a different school's dance. And you can't go if you're not from that school. But me and my friend Jamie had snuck in. Hey, Jamie, what's up? Um, anyway, so we had snuck in and because we knew those people, small town versus small town. And my mom showed up. And grabbed me by the back of my arm and was like, you embarrassed me. Mm -hmm. You brought shame to me as a parent. You need it. We're getting out of here. And I was in so so much trouble. I didn't say shit about shit. I just looked down. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And then I was like, bye to Jamie because her mom was doing the same thing. Why aren't parents like that anymore? (laughs) I don't know. I think there's like a little fear. (laughs) There's like a lack of information that's being transmitted from generation to generation. I think there was an overcorrection because you had the Second World War, the yeah. The people who, who were like, and that was two generations back to back, the First and Second World War, where they were really faced with adverse times. Mm-hmm. And then I think the pendulum, you know, these people were stern. They well, no, there could be a lot of like even abuse, right? You could but, say that. Yeah. But maybe the pendulum swung the other way from like really stern parents. I'd le- I know at least in, in North America, that's the way it was. In the, mm-hmm. 19- the parents of the 1950s were very uh, rigid. Yeah, like Larry's parents. He talks about how strict they were and yeah. getting, and getting spanked. And... Just culturally, you know. Mm-hmm. And then there was a cultural revolution where freedom, you know, uh, through through media uh, starts to happen. People start being exposed to different ideas. Uh, there's a yeah. lot of excess capital in the world. So people are, are, are starting to be a little bit more liberal. You don't have to work as hard. Um, and I think that, you know, 
that this generation of freedom and freedom's great. But I think that what has happened is we've eroded to a certain point where it's just this free for all right now. Yeah, well, there's no there's no discipline. And it's not that like I know if I want if you want to read like actual psychological research about how best to discipline a child, the best way is actually to talk to them and help them understand why you're upset and what's what's happened, what they've done wrong. Give them an opportunity to fix it. And if they're younger and you can't have a real conversation, you take things away. Hmm. And so I do know that like spanking and things like that do not teach a child. What about sending a kid to their room and in their room is uh, the internet or um, a video game system? It doesn't work. I got, I had to sit. So I get sent to my room, but my mom realized quickly that didn't work because I like to be alone. Right. And then um, I didn't have the internet or a TV or anything in my room. But then she would make me sit. So if she was in the kitchen at our old house, she'd make me sit in the corner it was like I have to sit in that chair and like think about what I did. And there's like nothing around to do. And it seemed to be forever, but I'm sure it was Ten like minutes five later, minutes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to okay, this letter. Back into the letter. Okay. Um, the school administration was useless. And from what it sounds like today, they still are. I agree. Despite all the parent conferences with them, it sounds like nothing has changed with school administration today. Luckily for me, all my kids never experienced bullying. That's, oh, that's awesome. Good. It didn't matter. Um, which coast I lived or school I attended, bullying just followed me around no matter where I went. I honestly feel like once we've been beaten down, it's like people can smell it. Like they can tell that we're we're like passive. We're like not. If you have a child, one of the best things you can do for their confidence is get them into, into martial arts. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> it's really good for them. Just because you learn that like, hey, first of all, if someone knocks me down, you can get up. And two... If someone knocks me down or tries to knock you down, chances are that you're just going to step to the side mm-hmm. and you're going to shove them or hit them. Yeah. And they're going to be so scared. Sweep you, the leg. You know, Sweep the leg. Absolutely. No mercy. Strike hard. Strike first. <laughs> I was a huge fan of Cobra Kai. Okay. Um, although I think now it's funny watching it. It's just so campy. It is. But but it, everybody said that even the original was campy, but you were a kid. So you were like, yay. Well, you it's know? the 1980s. Everything in the 80s Super was Super camp. camp. Super campy. Okay. Um. Okay, it didn't matter which coast I lived or school I attended, bowling just followed me around. I hear kids today committing suicide from bullying, but that's something that never crossed my mind as a kid. I did my best to be invisible, no emotions, and not stand out and, and not stand out academically. Many times feeling like a total alien in this planet, I simply didn't belong anywhere. I managed to get through school, then college, got married, and had my own family. Fast forward almost 30 years, and my wife gave me a health scare. I lost my shit, got eight hours of sleep over two weeks because I had to check if she was still breathing. Breathing. I'm sorry. I ended up in the ER on several occasions with quote unquote nothing wrong. A lot of times I think when they say nothing wrong, we used to joke about it calling it the Britney Spears disease, but it's like exhaustion. Remember Mariah Carey, Britney Spears? Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people who go on tours or celebrities and stuff like that will be in the hospital with exhaustion. But that's no fucking joke. My friend Jeff, um, back in the day, he was super stressed financially. And remember, he's helping that guy become an artist and things were just his life from outside perspective as a friend. He would tell me it felt like it was just spiraling out of control. Mm. And he one day tried to get out of bed in the morning. And like literally it was like he could barely see like a teeny little like it was all fading. And then he was walking to the bathroom and he just collapsed. Wow. And then he he called me because I think we're supposed to get lunch or coffee or something. And he was like. I've got the Britney Spears disease. And I was like, what? And he's like, I'm in the hospital with exhaustion. And I was like, what? So anyway, I think nothing wrong is exhaustion. During a follow-up with my primary doctor who had known for 20 years out of the blue, he asked me about my wife. 
yes, I lost my shit a second time. All I remember from that conversation is him giving me a phone number to call to talk to someone. So I tried during um, the intake that the therapist said there was nothing that could be done. What? This is just the way I am? My, uh, what's PDOC? P-D-O-C? My primary, primary doc? doc? Actually yelled at me because I stopped taking what he prescribed due to severe side effects. Wow, such a great system we have. The system of healthcare is just wonderful. Do you think this is in the U.S.? I would assume so. It sounds like it. Yeah. Because whatever Based post the, and... and the vernacular and mm-hmm. yeah. um because okay. oh, severe side effects he wouldn't listen to me both of them being male no wonder i know and that's not saying that all i the funny thing mm-hmm. is i have a few psychiatrists that i really love working with uh, over the years and two of them three three of them are males but i will be honest that the females it, it's not that we're that different but some ways we are i feel like a lot of times females are more apt to stay longer with patients like primary doctors that's sexist it is, but it's true. My cousin Amanda even told me that, like, you know, there are certain, she works, because she's a physician's assistant, she works for a male doctor, but she's the one that spends a lot of time with the patients, getting them ready and helping them to understand. And I know there was a study that had come out, I want to say it was 2017, saying that female doctors get paid less than male doctors. And that was, they were mad about that. But the reasoning was because they spend more time with each patient, therefore cannot take as full of caseloads as male doctors. Hmm. And I was like, okay, then I get that, you know. I, yes, we should be paid the same, but if you're not seeing as many patients, I mean, I don't get paid as much if I don't see as many patients. So, okay, your phone has a lot of uh, notifications, notifications and I they just oh, it's because there's a hockey game going on right now. Mm. The Montreal Canadiens are in the thick of it. Oh, we fired the... our goaltending coach, Stefan Waite. Yeah, you fired your coaches yeah. all across the board, yeah. correct? Um, big shakeups are happening, and uh, we'll see what happens. This is a big test tonight, and I hope that we win. But I would rather be here with you and you and you. Um, <laughs> Who's the third you? Uh, I'm picturing someone in Czechoslovakia mm. or, I'm sorry, that is horrible, in the Czech Republic or in Slovakia, but no longer Czechoslovakia. No, wrong. Oh boy, Incorrect. I'm behind the times. That's like saying those in the USSR. <laughs> <laughs> I remember- Hey comrade, back in the USSR, right? I know that was a horrible time for history. Now that I'm an adult, I understand more about it. But at the time when I was taking tests, I was grateful that that huge swath of land was just one thing I had to remember. Oh, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You guys know what I mean? Breakaway republics. (laughs) Yes. Then I'm like, where the heck is Latvia? You have to remember all the little Georgia, Mm -hmm. which I'm glad. I'm glad that that is what it is. But I'm glad for the time when I had to take those kinds of tests that it was super easy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, back into this. Oh boy. Segway City. We, we here we go. Says I had no idea what to do or who to turn to, but I knew something was seriously wrong. Luckily, I lost my healthcare provider and had to choose a new one. It's funny how getting a second opinion sometimes makes things better. During that intake because process, some opinions just don't, don't matter. matter. At her, at her. During that intake process, telling her my story, she asked me if I was ever bullied. Lost my shit. Number three. Why? Yes, yes, I have. I found a therapist I clicked with. She specializes in trauma and EMDR. Bad news is I don't tolerate EMDR. It's very overwhelming and I dissociate quickly. Every So if you guys don't know, EMDR is eye movement, re, uh, desensitization and reprocessing. And it's, you know, when we sleep, we get like the REM sleep where our eyes are like. This blew me away when I first heard about this. I mm-hmm. thought this is quackery Hooey. of the highest order. Turns out it's science. Not so quackery. Yeah. More like neuroscience. 
science. Yeah. But neuroscience stuff, I will be honest, because we were just reading about that MNRI treatment. Okay. It's another type of therapy. Don't even try looking it up because even reading it was confusing for me until I found a research article by the NIMH that made a lot more sense. But anyways, um, neuroscience itself sounds very gooey because it's it's brain circuitry and a lot of it is just hard to explain. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And I think we're also learning a lot of new things, mm-hmm. uh, especially now that we can image the brain while it's alive yeah. and we can see stimulation happening and or not me personally, because I don't know how to read these things, but you know, the, the lights go on in the brain in different areas. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I think scientists mm-hmm. uh, combined with mental health professionals, psychologists, psychiatrists. Yeah, even neurologists. Neurologists. Mm-hmm. All these people are working together and we're starting to learn some pretty amazing things. Well, even Hypnotherapy, just the... however, is still a quackery. Agreed. Um, I'm kidding. Unless I don't it... know. Maybe. Well, yeah. the thing about the hypnotherapy that I have an issue with is that the training is very minimal. Okay. And some people are quacks, but mm-hmm. some therapists are quacks. I mean, so you it, can get a license to be a minister in the mail, you know, to uh, to marry your friends overnight. Or you can talk to a minister who spent 20 years in theology. You know what I mean? Like true. there's a variety of people out there. And I always tell, like I always tell my audience, as long as it doesn't harm you, if it helps you, that's great. Right. You know, but <clears throat> I am always a little, I'm a little suspicious. Okay. So we, we, I just hijacked that, but mm-hmm. EMDR is mm-hmm. where we were last. Yes. So the eye is going, what you're doing in EMDR is essentially triggering that, uh, what they call bilateral stimulation, meaning left to right. So you're giving your brain yet another opportunity to process through a maybe traumatizing or tumultuous experience. Mm-hmm. Okay. But not everybody, it doesn't work with everybody and not everybody tolerates it. Like the person who wrote this letter. Okay. Said it's very overwhelming and I would dissociate quickly. So if you, you're dissociating during EMDR, meaning your brain kind of pulls a ripcord and you're like, and you're not really fully present in your body and in your environment, you can't do EMDR. So, well, you can do it, but it's not actually working. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It says everything would turn white and hot, like staring into a very bright light, my skin crawling. I've been with her for seven years and although I've greatly improved, making friends is nearly impossible. I have one friend that I've known for 30 plus years, but mostly I'm alone. I know it's cliche now, but my entire life prepared me for social distancing during the pandemic. A lot of people have been feeling that way. Even my mom. She was like, I actually don't mind it. And I was like, I do very, very much. I have to hang out with Lucy from accounting. (laughs) Fuck, she's annoying. Well, my grandma mainly see, or my grandma, my mom sees my grandma. Right. And some other family. But that's really it. So she's like, whatever. Meanwhile, you and I just really want to like talk to some strangers at a bar restaurant. Yeah. I love that stuff. That was our social. Or, you know, going to a city and yeah, traveling, taking a tour with a docent and maybe another group of people. Yeah, and groups of people and you get to hear where people are from. And I remember when we see were in Washington. The- Sorry, mm-hmm. No, I talked over you. I, I want to go to Washington, D.C. very badly. Other capitals as well. But you've been there. I know, but I want to go back because there's so many museums to see. It's true. And the the amount of experiences you can have in a group just mm-hmm. traveling around uh remember when we were in the eiffel tower and all the different people there yeah. and <laughs> yeah, nothing, it's just cool nothing like a three-hour wait over paris uh i still was glad we did that it was amazing but it was also a scary time um because yes of, the, the potential uh, um, attacks and stuff right? yeah. yeah remember everything was roped off and mm-hmm. couldn't get that close like you used to be able to get and you had to go through metal detectors i think yeah. we had to go three different metal detectors anyway okay why not four they say you know. so, so some good has come out of being bullied that this pandemic has not been that upsetting. Okay. 
here's to the end here. Um, I have I have many painful memories about being bullied. I wish kids today would understand what bullying does to kids and their lives. I agree. I feel like people take it, uh, don't take it seriously and almost like, oh, are you so fragile? You can't. And I'm like, you don't understand. I think the people who say that were bullies. Yeah, right. But they should be teaching some fundamentals about human behavior mm -hmm. in the first grade or grade one or kindergarten, whatever about. And I know that they try, but I think we have to try a little harder because it's still going on. And if you could explain to kids like, hey, this isn't right, because may, maybe they're not learning it at home. Well, that's the problem. I think um, that's the problem right there is that they're not learning it at home. And there's plenty of stuff that we have to learn in school already. Yeah. And I'm not saying that the school should replace parenting, but maybe it should supplement some of the, because let's be honest, some people maybe shouldn't be parents. Uh, they don't seem to. A lot of people shouldn't be parents, Sean. But <laughs> Just because you can buy the boat doesn't mean that you should. But that's why I was telling my friends, because I have a lot of friends. Make sense. No, but I was, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. But I have a lot of friends going through IVF or trying to adopt and, right. and the process is like exhausting and. Not and, to mention expensive. Yeah. And even one of um, my old uh, waxy lady, K Candy, that I used to see, this is like years ago. But her and her wife had tried to adopt a child, wanted to get them out of foster care just because there's so many children in there having a tough time. Yeah. You guys, they had three children be placed with them and then removed to go back to the parents. And it was just devastating. They finally adopted a healthy baby girl, got her as a baby. The mom, unfortunately, was not able to get herself together enough to take the child back. But then Candy and her wife, you know, are able to have a child. Yeah. And they'd already tried IVF and it wasn't working. Anyway, um, that is just so, the emotional toll that took on them was really hard. So anyway, I just feel like with all that, I have so many people trying to get children and trying to be good parents. I feel like you should, it should be harder to get, you should have to like pass a test to be able to get pregnant because the people who usually end up getting pregnant easily are like people who don't intend to. Do you, does that make sense? Am I saying that right? Yeah, that, no, yeah. it totally makes sense. And I just think that maybe if the parents aren't teaching these lessons at home, the mm -hmm. school should be teaching kids how to, you know, mm -hmm. how, how to, I know they try and teach them how to get along, but maybe there should be more emphasis because those scars of being bullied, uh, and it doesn't really matter what stage of your life, mm -hmm. but once it happens, it's very hard to undo. I mean, yeah. I was the recipient of bullying. I was also a bully at certain points, you know. With, well, but that's the thing, though. Through my pen, that's so, like, so frazzled. But like, and, you pass along these behaviors that you learn. I worked with a parent uh, recently on a project, mm -hmm. video project, in the last, I don't know, let's say five years, and that parent was putting so much pressure on their child to perform on camera. Oh yeah, because it was their demo tape. I remember for, you yeah, coming and home like, and you were like, uh, "Wow, I'm so thankful my parents didn't do that to me because mm -hmm. that kid." It's, you don't even get to escape the bully. Like it's your whole life until you leave home, right? Mm -hmm. And while on the surface it looked like they had all these nice toys and they yeah. were a rich family, that was not healthy. And no, that kid, as soon as the dad turned around, and I have it on camera, which is really bad. <laughs> but as soon as the dad would turn around, his face would change and he looked like, like he wanted to tear I'm his sure. dad's head off. And that person is going to get angry. Or if they don't resolve that, they will they will pass that along to their kids to, or, or to someone know. and so it's it's really important he could to, have been a bully at school you'd never know well <laughs> uh i wouldn't be surprised you know i saw yeah. him kick a dog in the yard so no oh i was like he, he punch that child but you know what i'm saying like he looked uh, like he had his own pent-up rage and, i'm sure for, and that, from being abused yeah so I, yeah. going back to this letter i i really feel for you um mm -hmm. and it it's it's actually you know we're not that we're making light of it but we're we're yeah. walking through it and talking about it it's very difficult to hear because you know it's happening, 
to people in the present and you know what the scars are yeah. that you may be carrying around. And that I don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, and it is out of upset of your own self. I was just listening to uh, Lewis Howes posted something on Instagram. I bet was on his podcast like it probably a year ago now, maybe. And he posted an interview with someone else. And I'm forgetting the person's name and I'm sorry, but I didn't know them before I looked at this. And the, the guy was just saying, he was like, you know, um, people who are fulfilled and overall happy making the best out of their life do not harm others or tear others down. Mm. And he's like, it takes a lot of internal hate and upset to reach out to another human being only to spout hate to harm them physically or emotionally or want them to, or want to do someone harm. He's like, people who are happy and fulfilled don't go doing that. And he's like, it's out of pain begets pain. I think that's true for 95%. But I think there are people who are born a little... Well, that would be like the antisocial personality. Per yeah. Yeah, people like, with no empathy, the narcissist, malignant narcissist, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, just the pe people who are cruel by mm -hmm. nature. Yeah. Naughty by nature, not because <laughs> not, I hate you. you boom. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's finish this letter. Yeah. Um. It said it, he's talking about. I wish kids today would understand what bullying does to kids in their lives. It may not look like it's doing anything, but the brain never forgets. It will remember eventually, and usually at the worst possible time. While working with with my therapist, I can vividly recall and physically feel like bullying is happening to me again. It's been a very tough, long road, needless to say. And I stumbled upon your channel and really enjoy what you're doing. My childhood memories are no Guns and Roses. <laughs> um. Cool. And. Redacted by redacted it says Perfect. take care and keep on keeping on keep on keeping on keep on keeping on hey man you know what's weird about uh, strong memories whether they're uh, good or bad mm -hmm. um, is how powerful the human brain is uh, in terms of triggering triggering <laughs> your other senses uh, so let's say you have uh, a really strong event that happened in your life as a child. Like I remember one time I crashed my bicycle really hard. Like I flew through the air. With the talk... greatest of ease. Oh man. But this time there was no bramble bush to catch me on the other side of the bank. Oh yeah, your bush. I forgot this about that. This was on a BMX track. Uh -huh. And I thought, you know what? Today's the day I'm going to jump the triples. Triples oh, no. are three jumps. I don't know what that means, but yeah. okay. Triples. So I was there on the, the top of the berm and the berm is a really high turn. Okay. Some BMX tracks are small, but this track was huge. I kid you not. The Pierre Foam okay. BMX track part two was amazing. You heard it here first, folks. Okay. So there I'm at the top of the berm. I'm like, mm -hmm. I am going to jump the triples today. Now, the triples are like 30-something feet spread out from beginning to end. Okay. Okay. Or thereabouts. Someone's going to probably correct me. We, I don't know. And I can't. I have no, nothing to PJ was there. He remembers. And <laughs> Tell us, PJ. <laughs> some other people from my childhood are listening. But there I am at the top of the berm. And. I'm like, I'm going to do it. Today's the day. You know, one of the other guys in my group, in my age group, had done it, but it was sketchy when he landed. And he was one of the best of us. So there okay. I am with my number plate at the top of the berm and okay. start pedaling and mm -hmm. whoosh, I take off. And my bike was fast. I was fast, so especially fast. on a downhill. So, <laughs> Everybody's so fast I hit downhill. The, the, the flats at the bottom of the, the berm and I start cranking. You know, I'm really pedaling and I'm coming up the jump. I'm like, my brain says, pull the brakes, do pull it. the brakes. Don't do it. Yeah. But my Self body said, yeah, let's do this. Self-preservation. Woo! I fly through the air. Evil Knievel here. Oh, yes. And as I'm coming down, I'm like, I'm totally clear of the third one. And I've well, that, overshot. That, that third. Okay. Yeah, there's only three of them. There's not yeah. a fourth one. So, like, I didn't land on the backside of it. I landed kind of flat oh, after the bad? jump. Oh, that's bad? 
Yeah, it was oh. really bad. Oh, I don't know. I don't. I've never jumped things. I don't do things. I'm a I, safety Susan here. As I was getting past the third one, kind of, I'm coming down. You yeah, know, like you're I'm already not in your descent. Forever. I'm not that good. Like I'm not Superman or anything. But I'm looking below me, between my legs, where your feet are on the pedals, and one of my feet is like precariously slipped the pedal a little bit to the, side, to the side and I'm kind of got my bike kind of tilted Ooh. yeah and then I hit the ground and boy oh boy did I not, you don't have any bro broken bones I didn't keep rolling I hit the ground the bike like it was it, it just bounced and shot away from me and At I just shot move. away from you the worst thing is to get caught up with that bike yeah that's like in mountain biking I've learned as a from a young age that if you find yourself losing control you just throw your bike away right ah, get out of here for those of you who don't know, uh, Katie and I both love cycling. We, yes. We both have our- He's much better than I am. I'm, I get a little nervous. Yeah. But any type of cycling, it doesn't matter if it's a 10-speed, mm -hmm. a 12-speed, a 13- Why not a 14-speed, you may say? <laughs> no, or but mount, BMX, like mountain, or mountain biking. biking. I don't personally BMX. Motorcycles, but... mopeds, although those can you know be- I prefer the pedal kind. Yeah. I don't uh, like motorcycles scooters, at all. Anything on two wheels. I don't mind. I would scoot. Fun. And scoot. Who who is into bikes out Boot, there? Scoot, Motorcycles. What bikes have you owned in the past? Um, you know, do you have any photos or really cool rides? Uh, tell us. I'm curious about. Are you a cyclist? I'm not curious, but you can tell us anyways. <laughs> You're not curious? No, there's not that much meat on the bone for cycling. Oh, there's tons of stories. Oh, gee. oh, stories. Yeah. Sure. Not what kind of bike do you ride? Tell oh. us your crazy evil Knievel stories. In fact, just yes. a couple episodes ago, we heard about the uh, great. Uh, the the German Shepherd and the bicycle. True. So, that was so cute. He just really wanted to play. Yeah. Oh, but it is scary. You just don't know what dog's intentions are. Yeah. Oh, so going back to the story, I crashed. Okay. Like I ate shit. But you were okay. No, I wasn't okay. And you know what I remember? Uh, whenever I think of that, I remember the taste of dirt. Mm. Like man, did you I ate dirt? Oh, literally. Oh my god. I had a mouthful of grit, and I stood up. My teeth were like. You're lucky you had teeth. I was so confused when I stood up. Probably I had know, a concussion. Yeah, no kidding. I Did anybody belt. take you to the the hospital? Those were the days of pre uh, concussion protocols. So you just kind of shook the dirt off. Well, Plus, you're like miles away from home. Weren't your parents there? No, no, no. This is like you're at a BMX park. Like, uh, but you I, had your number and stuff. Like, wasn't it an event? No. No, this was. We would practice just for at, shits and giggles. We had to practice your track all the time. So we would just show up and we would oh. ride and get access to the park and. Um, we were wow. the, the home team basically from, there was no coach, no person in charge. Uh, there was, there was a park monitor and they did not call the, like the no, ambulance. His name was, uh, Mark. Um, we all called him Herm. It was like an acronym for his name, oh, okay. but, uh, Herm would like, he, he's like, are you okay? Do we need to go to the doctors? You're like, no, I'm fine. I just need water. Like, okay, oh, jeez. You know, check on you. You'd make sure you're not <laughs> okay. bleeding to death or, yeah, you know, and, I'm like, oh my okay, God, you should have been gotten a cat scan it, it's just like if you're uh a swimmer at a pool or into diving you know mm -hmm. your coach is going to check on you and okay are, are you doing okay or, or kayaking or whatever you're into right they check on you should i they use their best judgment should i bring them to the hospital or not and yeah as long as your arm isn't twisted up behind your back and, well concussions can kill you so yeah but we were wearing helmets so oh good thing hmm. seems like it really protected you from having a concussion no, yeah i <laughs> Anyways, but I don't Anyways. remember. I don't remember the headache. I remember the flavor the dirt. of dirt, mm. and it's like burned into your brain. Some may say it was burned into my tongue. Also burned into your tongue. Yeah. Okay, I've got to open this up again. Face ID not recognized. 
Right. I know the code. Sick. Oh, you broke into my Apple phone that easy? I did. I knew the code. Okay, we have a speak pipe. Ah. How does how does that work? I hit the listen to it at this. Yeah, and you're gonna have to hold it up to your microphone. Okay. And we don't talk over it. Okay. We all have them. Vulnerability hangover. We all have them. That was cute. That was from Keely. It was her little ditty. Vulnerability hangovers. We all have them. I want to listen one more time. Okay. We all have them. I love that. Oh, such a good ditty. Vulnerability Thanks, hangovers. Thanks, Keely. I knew she was going to send something and she'd asked how. And uh, I was like, here's how. Well, thanks for sending a speak pipe. Yeah, that's super cool. So see, there you go. It can be an audio memo or a voice memo, whatever you want, mm -hmm. of any sort. We're going to play them on the air. It's kind of a fun new little thing we're doing. And we'll, well, it's on the screen. You can send it to that, uh, that link. Yeah. Thanks all, for saying that in, Keely. I know. We do all have vulnerability hangovers. When I, so months ago, you guys know I've created like two videos about essentially dealing with COVID and having a hard time and not really knowing what to do with my grief or my upset or anything just because this last year has been really fucking weird. And we're in this Facebook program where they're helping us edit down some of our old content for Facebook. Because if you guys don't know, we don't really post, we haven't been posting videos to Facebook until recently because they've been helping us figure that out. We do post YouTube links yeah. inside of Facebook, but Facebook doesn't want to share their competitors' videos. Yeah. So what they've said is, hey, if you'll allow us, um, we'd like to edit down into our own style. We said, sure. You know, like the more that we can put out mental health information on Facebook, the better. And um, we just didn't so, have the bandwidth and they were willing to help, which was awesome. Yeah. So they edited in their <laughs> own style. But this old video from months and months ago of me, yeah. like probably crying or being upset or whatever. First of all, I had a horrible vulnerability hangover after we'd filmed that. And then it, I knew it was going out and I was like, I don't know. And that made me really nervous. And then I like didn't want to check the comments. And, you know, the average way that you kind of deal with like, I put myself out there and I don't know if I like it. Um, I had that experience. And then that video got clipped down like yesterday or a week ago and put up on Facebook. And even Keely had messaged me and was like, are you OK? And I was like, is that a play on my book title? Or I was so confused. Cause right. it, and then I realized because my mom even asked me, she goes, I didn't realize you were so upset last week. And I'm like, what? And she's like, on Facebook, the video. And I was like, oh, fuck. So then I messaged Keela. I was like, oh, no. And I'm like, oh, no. But part of me is like, I probably should have put out like a put Instagram a statement. story, a statement. That video is a edited down version of one you've already seen. Don't worry. I'm, I'm doing okay yeah. now. But people were worried. So if you were worried, I'm sorry if I stressed you. I am okay. I should have caught that. I probably, well, not that I should have caught it, but no, I, we just, I just didn't think about it that way. I guess yeah, I didn't either. Cause I was like, oh, they'll know it's that old video. Turns out, you know, it's a newer upload. <laughs> so of course they're like, this was uploaded yesterday. Is Katie okay? I'm okay. And thanks for checking on me, Keely, and everybody else, and my family, who's on Facebook. <laughs> She's like, my mom was like, yeah, your aunt Teresa. Everybody was really worried. Uh -oh. <laughs> so I'm okay. Don't worry. Okay, Tina, you're up. You're up. Ready? Yes. Why did I say you're up there? Because I said you're up. I know. You're up and you're up. Same. Same, same. It's like, ton, 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 ton. Okay. 
Hi, Katie. Hi, Sean. Hey. Howdy do. Hope you're having a good time away with family. We are, I think, so far. Mm-hmm. It's hard. We are spoiled with our weather in Los Angeles, and it is cold here. And so we oh, can't. I don't mind that. Well, no, we can't like go walk about yeah. like we normally would because it's freezing. Oh, yeah. No, I don't mind it. I mean, I'm having a good time. It's, uh, it's just strange to be away from home for that long because, you know, we, it's we've almost done three weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three weeks. And you're like, okay, like, should I, st-? you start making a mental list of, you know, um, what silverware am I going to take from your mom's house? I mean, she's got a nice china set. Pack that up. You're terrible. <laughs> no, it's more like. It's a joke, folks. We're I'm still not, working uh, here because yeah. we're not really taking vacation, even yeah. though we're like. No, they've gracefully hosted us and, yeah. and we're and they've they, basically they, been isolating here, which is. It's just it, nice to at least have a few more people that we're talking to, yes, which reminds me, I need to call my grandma. That plant that I was talking in the living room back in Santa Monica <laughs> was not talking back. In fact, it was dropping leaves, which led me to believe I was a poor conversationalist, which mm. I do know I am. However, through the grace of this podcast, people, you know, have been really nice and supportive. I asked Jules, who's taking care of our place while we're gone, how the plants look because I worried about our African violet. And she yeah. says they all look good. Oh. Well, She's watered good. them a little as they needed it. Put her finger in the dirt. She's been very good. She plays uh, ukulele she for them. She sings to them. We have very strict rules. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually the first time we've ever had anybody like take care of our stuff for us. So thanks, Jules. Thank you. Okay. Um, says, you asked about moving as a child. I did move a lot, but always in the same area. But throughout my life, I have moved. Hmm. Emoji. One, two, three, four, five, six times. Okay. As an adult. One, two, three, four, five, six, six again. LOL. I had to write it out as I counted. So I've moved 12 times in the course of my 33 years. I attended three different elementary schools, uh, K, one through three, four through five, middle school and high school, never had to switch. Lived okay. in the same place. Um, then from when I was eight through 14, moved out with my grandmother. Long story, more for AKA, not OTDM. Moved back in there after her passing at 19. Lived there till I was 22. Making friends really wasn't my easiest task. I was quiet. Surprise. LOL. We hear that a lot from our staff writers. Yep. That they are actually quiet. Christoph has told me many times that he is not as chatty in real life as he is with us. I feel privileged. Yep. It says, um, you know, I was quiet. Surprise. LOL. But I am um, still am, but I'm trying. Already had my first daughter, and then my mom passed, and I moved in with friends to get on our feet uh, with my now ex. We got an apartment and then two houses after, and now living with my family after the divorce. Moving is hard, and I hate doing it um, now, too. I feel like I'm rambling, but you've been one of the few adults talking to me. I struggle with downtime and coping skills. Are my, um, I struggle with downtime and coping skills are, aren't my... Are my best either? Aren't my aren't best, my best aren't, either? Aren't my best either? I'm trying for my girls, of course, but some days are just exhausting, and with BPD and anxiety, it makes things worse. To end on a happy note, I love it when you guys respond. Tina. Well, thanks, Tina. Moving is hard, I think. I don't know. Um, I was lucky enough, like we talked about back when we asked for these questions, is um, or these stories, rather, is that I didn't move growing up, and you moved, and I my first move was to college. Yeah. I always felt like it was like an adventure, you know? That's I, how I, It yeah. was pretty, pretty cool. You got to meet, I met a ton of people mm-hmm. throughout my life just by moving around. Like you, and there's, I'm sure something fantastic to be said for being in the same town your whole life, you know, deeper friendships. I think there's perks on both ends of everything. Yeah, but... exactly. You always look on the bright side of life. And, you know, the fact that you get to see a lot more places growing up, um, like kids who are in the military or, or their parents are in the military, 
a lot of them travel quite extensively. And well, even um, Brittany Max Nosley's girlfriend, mm-hmm. she's a, a what we call Navy brat. Army her, brat. Is it Navy or Army? I thought it was Navy. Anyway, any, her dad was a in... Space Force brat. <laughs> I've been to Mars. I've been to such exotic places as the dark a side Saturn. of the moon, Saturn. Oh. Twice to uh, Venus. Oh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's very exciting. Good friends with Elon Musk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I forget what she is. It was Army or Navy. But either way, they moved a lot. And I don't know about you, but I grew up like in Washington State, if you guys don't know, just outside of Olympia, where I grew up is a huge base. It's It used to be called, uh, it was separated, but now they're the same. Oh, uh, Fort Lewis and McCoy? McLeod. McCle- McCoy, McLeod. And so it's Lewis joint- McLeod. McCord? McCord. Something. But it used to be Fort Lewis. That was right. what I grew up knowing. And then when I went to college or shortly thereafter, it changed and it joined because they lost funding for some and had to merge them. Sorry that I don't know the military installation. It's names. okay. It would come, it'll come back to me. You're really close. I think um, it's McCord. I think it is, but I'm not sure. Anyway, that's, that's now in our area. And, um, so I grew up around a lot of kids who were, who, you know, grew up moving around a lot sure. and I've actually never heard anybody who enjoyed it. <laughs> Yeah. So I don't like her, like, Tina saying it was hard and she didn't like doing it. I've heard that from like Brittany even talks about how hard it was and that she didn't like it. And it was hard to meet new friends. I think staying in the same school system for children and being able to have consistent friends, I think is kind of key. Like yeah. that might be why you're like, oh, it's fine. It was no big deal because you stayed in the school system for the most part, yeah. except for when you moved out west for a yeah. while. But that was, but, yeah, like two different elementary schools yeah. or whatever. Because I think having some consistency Three. and, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Just having that kind of support or predictability for children, I think, is best. I don't know. What do you guys think? I, I That's my, sus- I, I sus- suspect. Mm-hmm. I'm a little suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Okay. Are we ready for our next letter? Let her rip. Okay. This is Chantel. Hello, Katie and Sean. Hello. Hello. Says I have a great idea. Mm. Mm. Bing. I'll be the Light bulb moment. Oh, I'm already excited. I'm oh. sure it's a great idea. Since the OTDM family and staffers are so very talented and creative, I thought it would be a great idea to make an activity book. I think this is mm. a wonderful idea. I love this. There could be coloring pages, stories, word search, connect the dots, etc. Wow. I love this. Maybe chords to a song that someone wrote. Uh, are you going to write it? Oh, Christoph could write a ditty? <laughs> I don't know how to write music. I could help you with that. I, I think I could probably still remember. Okay. I'd have to do a little bit of make it fake jogging it, but it... the memory. We'll just yeah. make it look. Is that supposed to be what yeah. kind of clef is that? Uh, oh, it's a called Y the... clef <laughs> goes here. A G note, oh, sta- half staff measure, oh, four eight beat. Um. Okay, okay. <laughs> Says I can see myself sitting on the couch coloring a picture of a hijacked penguin, <laughs> or even the cover of Canadian Nights for sure while watching the podcast. Um, what would you all like to see in an activity book? Well, that's a question for the audience, but I do know that there are ways to uh, distribute digital books. So what we could technically mm. do, and I don't know if we oh. would do this or have the, the wherewithal, but we could probably put together a digital. Like a download, uh, like a PDF? Yeah, a download. I, I have the skills to work inside of Adobe to he make does. some he sort of thing. Skills. But it may be a longer, I mean, it's a great topic or a great idea. Well, but if people sent in the assets and it was just our job to convert them, that could work, right? Maybe? Yeah, for the most part. Yes. So um, I think then if people want to participate, it sounds like Chantel wants to toe this line. I think if we have people send in some draw drawings that can be colored, 
you know, maybe we do three or those. Ah, and then an um, adult coloring book. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Fifty Shades um, of A. And then, like she said, the, the word search. I think that's fun. Just a bunch of letters. You can actually create those online really easily. You just have to put like you have to put in the words you want to be hidden. Oh. And then it does it. No, that's cool. Magic. Okay, okay so we have technological magic. What else do we put in here? And then she said uh, the connect the dots and stuff like that. I like connect the dots. I Ooh, also. What if what if we had instructions for a paper airplane mm. and uh, it was a paper airplane contest? Everyone at home got to cut mm. out the same paper airplane with, and then it would have to be the honor system. But like you stand office. somewhere, you throw it, and, you and then you it. measure how far you got the paper airplane. And then we could all report back by a certain date. Maybe we all held it as a live event. I don't know. Mm. Paper airplanes. Think about it. I like it. I like it. That's good. Also. Um, I used to love highlights as a kid. The magazine. What's that? You guys don't know. You don't know. It's a kids' magazine. Highlights, and I don't even know who it was by, but that was what it was called. Mm-hmm. And my favorite part of highlights, I skip all the reading and all that bullshit. Right? I would go right to the back where it was the two pictures, um, or no, it was. I think it was just one page of pictures, not two. But it was you had to find things in the picture. So it was like, where's the bird? And the hardest one was always, where is the needle? Like a sewing needle, ooh, ooh, you know, you could have to find it. So, and then you'd circle, and I love those. If someone could do that, you had to hide like um, a banana, a bird, a a, a, a needle, a cup. A, I see, no, maybe I'm, it could I'm be follow- hiding. <laughs> maybe it could, but saying. maybe it could be hiding things of our like that we like, like my chapstick, or things we talk about, or like the, podcast. the Canadians logo, or a Bud Light seltzer. <laughs> I don't know. I think that you know, could be fun. Chantel is onto something. as a community, I think Chantel is onto something. And as a mm-hmm. community, I think we could put together something pretty fun. Could be a good project. Could um, be. They could hide a maple leaf somewhere. <laughs> we could hide flags from around the world. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, a guitar. Well, okay. Katie, mm-hmm. we'll have to figure out how we're going to gather all this information. Right? Yes. Yeah, but. Okay. Well, they could send it into otdmpod at gmail.com. Okay. But they'd have to make sure that it, it could be, it's like a JPEG. Yeah. I was thinking PNG. about. Yeah, some of these things that we've... Uh, so this is season two. Welcome to season two. Hello, I'm, hello. Uh, no less awkward, and, but I am trying to stay <laughs> a little bit more focused. And mm-hmm. to what you're saying, for season two, we were talking about employing new tools. So we had looked at the potential uh, of setting up a Discord server so that people in our community could hang out. I think that we know uh, who we are as a group now and kind uh-huh. of a direction. So we can... There's a lot of things I want to do. With Can you the do disc- that if it's not through Patreon? That's the only way I know how to. Yeah, do yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, cool. I think there, there's something there to be had. I keep. Some, That's okay. I'm gonna have to take rid of those. Or take, take care rid of those. Of those. <laughs> take rid of them plosives there. Uh, the mouth. I'm gonna have to declick this podcast. Um, oh my god! One of my favorite things. I feel like we should release our track, our first track, our EP that will soon come out. Never is all of the plosives. So when Sean pulls out those plosives, meaning the like. And the noise, you'll pull them all out and then you can play them in hyperspeed and it's like. Okay. <laughs> what we're going to do right now is uh, Katie and I are going to keep talking, but you won't actually hear what we're talking about. All you're going to hear about, all you're going to hear is I'm going to play the mouth click track. So Ooh. Katie and I are talking. And we're back. So that was uh, something that we strip out of the audio. So you guys don't get grossed out. However, I'm guessing we lost about half our audience just now because (laughs) that 
if you don't have misophonia, mm-hmm. that is what's driving people with misophonia bonkers sometimes. Yeah. Just like these little clicks and little noises. It's too much. It's a lot. It is a lot. Anyway, so, so we, we massage the audio on the back end. Massage it. I miss, I miss massages. We get massages like twice a year, usually. Sometimes more if we can remember to. Yeah. And we haven't had them. And I, every once in a while, I'm like, oh, it'd be so nice. I want to get into a float tank. <gasps> yeah. I think they're open again. I just don't really feel comfortable. I know. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, Chantel says, keep up the great work, OTDM staffers and family. Best wishes, Chantel. Chantel, I think that's an excellent idea. We're going to try and pursue it. I am not very good at organizational skills. I'm, I'm not bad, but I, I do. I am working on a lot of things right now. But I think if we, um, if we get the ball rolling now, we could probably have something, you know, within uh, two months because we do already have a bunch of previous material. So maybe we do, uh, you know, a, a collection of some of the artwork that, or all the artwork that came in over the last mm-hmm. year. I can assemble that into, and so then we can, as a community, have access to it. I don't know. I mean, I'd want people to say it's okay because some yeah. people are like just sharing things like, you know, with oh, us that's true. to show. So I think from here on out, if people want to resend things that can be used, then that's mm-hmm. fine. But then they're doing it with the, you know, understanding that it'll be used that way. Also, um, there ha- I was reading something about how podcasts work because we're just, we just said, let's do it. And we, but what people do is they have a submission form on their site. Oh, and mm-hmm. when you submit, you, you say, yeah, I agree that you can put it on the screen. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Maybe we should do that. Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Just to make sure it's okay. I mean, obviously our audience from the first season was really cool and they don't have any problems with us using mm-hmm. the stuff because they submitted it with the understanding that we would use it. Yeah. Um, no, totally. Because I had to do that even for the book, for all the people who sent in stories so graciously yeah. on Patreon. Um, I had to have them, even though I asked and they sent it, I still had to have them sign a little waiver thing saying it was okay. Yeah. Um, you yeah. cross all your T's, you dot all your P's. Exactly. You know. Okay, next letter. Yeah. This is from our correspondent in Austria. Okay. It says, hi, Katie. Hi, Sean. Hi, audience from around the globe. And who knows? Maybe beyond. Like that, we, we just were just said. talking about that, dude. Dark I am pretty sure. Moon. It was funny to see my face in the middle of the podcast. And hats off to Graham, who got the subtitles right in the comments. Oh, he did? Okay. He did. All right, all right. Yes, the first was, drumroll, Swahili. I would oh. never have guessed that. Yeah, what a cool language. I know. Um, just so, the way it's written. and I just would never have guessed. I don't yeah. know anything about Swahili. And the second, Korean. Okay. But I must admit, I have no clue if the translation was correct. <laughs> I don't speak those languages, and I hope Google Did does. You, oh, use Google mm-hmm. Translate? You know, they, it's kind of an odd They do a tool. decent job. I find that they have trouble, um, just like any kind of translation yeah. or auto-generated caption. It's like... It is the right words, but sometimes they're like flip-flopped, you yeah. know, just because of the way that the language itself operates. Yeah. Um, okay. If if there is anyone in the audience who can understand the subtitles and tell me what they really said, I hope I didn't offend anyone. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you didn't offend anyone, but it might have just been a little bit off. Yeah. You know. Uh, that reminds me of uh, a technical manual. My father uh, shared a story with me about, mm-hmm. and it's a motorcycle, ma- uh, a manual for a honda from 1968 like a cb or something you know okay. anyways in the the manual um this is before you know we're really international in terms of how companies are interacting so the manual is based off of japanese text mm-hmm. uh, translated english but they didn't do a great job and <laughs> yeah. what you see is uh, an illustration depicting a man who's fallen down 
with his motorcycle. So the man and the motorcycle are lying down. Okay. And right behind them, so he's passed by this object which looks like a, an oil slick. Oh, okay. Like he slid and fell. But the caption says, beware of the evil skid monkey. Therein lies the fall. Skid monkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's stuck in my dad's brain. And he told me that. I don't know when. But but it's stuck in your brain too because yeah, yeah. it's so funny. The skid monkey. Yeah, beware of the evil skid monkey. Therein lies the fall. And to <laughs> me, this is just brilliant. And Christoph, maybe you told someone about the evil skid monkey, but you know, it's okay. <laughs> It'll They'll be a get fun it. story. You know, be like, I think I understand. No, I love things like that. Um, I mean, t- I'm sure anybody who who speaks any language, when you're reading through a manual for any kind of new item you've purchased, there's always a few things that are just off. Right. You know, and that reminds me, one of my favorite YouTube series that I used to love to watch was when Mamrie would do her $10 hauls. I don't know if anybody remembers. This is very like old, this like OG YouTube. But back in the day, Mamrie Hart would do, uh, she'd go to the dollar store with $10 and she'd buy everything she could for that amount of money and she'd come back. And then she would talk about all the ridiculous things that she purchased. Right. And one of all, if I can find the link, I'll have Sean put it in the description. Her, I used to watch this whenever I was in a shitty day. This one video of hers, because the writing on the like packaging, yeah, because it's not really the manual, it's the packaging is actually on the box is fucking ridiculous. And I can't even, I you have to hear it. I'll, I'll do my digging, I'll find it right. so you guys can listen to. But anyway, it pretty much tells you, like, essentially, the thing doesn't do what it's supposed to be doing, and like. I don't even know what they're trying to say. It's ridiculous. Not to mention there was a lipstick that she purchased that also is poisonous. You're not supposed to put near your mouth. So someone explain that. Decorative. <laughs> there was one, another one that was like, like sex fantasy, like essential oil, like it's supposed to smell good or something. But you like, it said, please do not um, get on your skin. It's corrosive or something. She's like, Jesus Christ. Hmm. Anyway, I will, I will link it because you guys will laugh. I think just as much as I did. Um, it's awesome. Her $10 hauls. Check it out. I recommend. Okay. Um, as per your request, I thought about how I made new friends after moving. Actually, I did not move that much in my life, but I switched schools quite a bit. Mm. That's like your dad. Your dad switched schools a lot. Yeah. For various reasons. Um, was it because I had a terrible teacher in grammar school who literally made me feel sick? May she rot in hell. I agree. Was it because the school wasn't the right one for me? And then, of course, I spent a year as an exchange student in Minneapolis. What? Did Dude, we know this? I don't think we knew this. I don't think we... Don't tell me that he knows uh, Prince or Morris know? Day in the Time. Were you part of Morris Day in the Time, Chris? <laughs> he, um, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. But he had to make new friends in Minneapolis. New school means losing old friends and finding new ones. And I have to admit, it became more and more difficult for me. As an introvert, it's not easy to make friends. There is one friend of mine whom... I've known since kindergarten. We were never really close and haven't seen each other in years, but we were in contact via Facebook. Yeah. But, but knowing each other for 45 years, there's still some kind of mutual understanding. It was totally normal when we met at my 50th birthday party. It didn't seem that we had not seen each other for at least 10 years. It was that way with me and my friend Jamie. I remember she was my first ever friend. Like I met her on the school bus on my way to kindergarten. And because um, she just lived up the road. And now she lives... In Tennessee, I want to say outside of Nashville. I'd have to look it up. I forget the actual city. Um, but she's been out there since college, since the end okay. of high school. And I've been in California. And she was in town. I mean, I went to her baby shower. This is after, like, that's more recent. But I hadn't seen her or really talked to her 
in probably 10 years. Okay. And then I met up with her. I think you might have been here with me too, but I met up with her at Starbucks for just like a couple of hours just to chat. And it was as if we'd never really missed the time. Isn't that weird? You know, because you know each other still. That's the funny thing is that even though we, and we are changing, but you're still you in a lot of ways. You know, what if dogs feel that same way? They're like, you know, uh, a dog spends a couple of years apart from another dog. Maybe it's sibling. Yeah, maybe they get like adopted by different families and then exactly. reunited. Exactly, they run each other in the park. And reunited. Like, you run and, and you're looking across so the good. dog park and you see another dog that's also looks very similar to you and you get up close, you're like, I recognize You sniff their the butt pattern. and you're like, that is the same sniffs that I remember. That's my brother's butt. <laughs> I know that butt anywhere. But, you know, like, <laughs> I think that... Uh, if you have um, gone through similar things in life, mm-hmm. you, you're, you have bonding with that person, and then you can be separated for a long time. You mm-hmm. come back together, and that's why it feels comfortable because you both have maybe- Similar experience, similar background, and yeah. that bonding time and, hasn't gone away. Yeah, and it may remind you of yourself from that mm-hmm. age, like, oh, I am still that person, and this person knows who I am. Yeah, there is some similarity and some like comfort in that. You get deep, Katie. You get deep. Even my cousin Amanda just the other day, we were talking about uh, friendships from high school, and I don't have a ton of them left because I've just I've left, and you know we just went our separate ways. Most of my friends actually went to different schools in different parts of the country and have not come back either. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm friendly with people. Like it's not like I'm like you're cut out of my life. It's just like, hey, we just went off on our way and like best of luck kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and she was like, really. And I was saying, yeah, and some of my friendships have ended just because we're different. And, you know, I don't get along with them anymore. And it's not like a hate thing. It's just a, again, best of luck. Bye kind of thing. And she told me it was so so interesting because I didn't think of her this way. She's like, I find so much soothing or like calming about having people that I've known for a long time. That's very comforting. And I was like, interesting. I didn't think about, you know, I had no idea that she was that way. But looking, then I thought about it. I was like, oh, yeah. So I think a lot of people feel that way. Like there's some comfort in that. And there's some sense of, I don't know, if it's like familiarness or I don't know. It's funny. I always wonder if like Charlotte or Polly, my mom's dogs, now I'm switching over to animals, if they remember us. Oh, for sure. For sure. We're only here a couple times a year. Apparently, I'm the weakest link when it comes to the dog. <laughs> the dog looks at me. It's like, I know you. He's like, I'm going to beg for hey, food. Hey, bacon pants. <laughs> I'm like, yes, dog. Give me that. Give me the bacon. Give me the snacks. You always give me the snacks. Yeah, it knows. Although it was funny because I bathed Charlotte last night. She started to stink like a dog, as dogs do. And when I came out after I had showered, so I bathed her and then I showered, it's like she knew that I owed her. She like would, she like pawed at me. And then she went to the fridge where her treats are. And then she was like, hey, hey, you, I was a good dog and let you scrub me down here do me a solid yeah. so i did i was under the understanding that there would be treats for this uh <laughs> i signed up for this uh bath situation you know when i'm wet and my hair is all <laughs> droopy i do not look my best and i let you look at me like that so now you owe me treats she looks like a little drowned rat she's like so fluffy yeah and she's so does skinny. not look proud when it's wet it looks no, dejected little... <laughs> its tail is down it's like Ugh. my mom was like assisting from the ash she's like make sure you wipe her face and she handed me a washcloth she's like i get this soapy and then i just really wash her face because dogs faces get dirty anyway so i'm like under her chin and on her snout and she keeps putting her head lower (laughs) lower. and i was like we're almost done don't worry (laughs) she survived this podcast has been brought to you by PetSmart, and it's time (laughs) to clean your dog or feed it properly or whatever you need to do with your dog get a ball and throw it PetSmart's there for you that sounded like trailer park boys 
That sounded like something that <laughs> didn't it? I don't know. I don't know. You... Whatever you do with the dog, I do it. You sound like Ricky. Oh no. Oh no. I'm regressing. <laughs> I'm gonna move to Nova Scotia. Yeah. But that's how he says it. I mean, just get the thing. Do it. I don't know. Whatever you do out there. He talks like that. It's really funny. Okay. Going back to Kristoff. I'm sorry. We got distracted. <laughs> so, <laughs> but then there are a ton of people. So we're talking about friends. If you haven't seen him for a long time, he's talking about his best friend that came to his 50th birthday. Remember? Okay. But then there are a ton of people who were only friends in class with whom I didn't have any more contact or we lost contact when we switched schools again. Yeah. And that's kind of what I meant by the friends that like I'm still I know of them because we grew up in the same town. And if they were in town and I was here, I'd be like, hey. Oh, for sure. I don't like we I went off to school. They went off to school and it was just like, bye. See you later. Um, years later, I reconnected with some of them via Facebook. Me too. There's a reason it's called social media as it's possible to find old friends or maybe they were more acquaintances and reconnect. I find honestly, I don't even get into my personal Facebook like ever. Because. It's just overwhelming. And like, I don't need updates on everybody all the time, hmm. but it is nice. I mean, that was how I got the invite even for our my 10 year reunion back in the day when that was a thing, because right. we're almost at 20. Jesus Christ, don't tell anybody. Um, time goes by so quick. <laughs> just the other day, I was like, uh, who was it? 10 years. I know. 10 years. Has gone man. by again. That's crazy. It just. Even when I think of like us first meeting and that doesn't feel like that long ago. Yeah, it doesn't. It's really weird. But then you think of like how much has changed. Like, okay, we moved, we got married. Uh, Life could be a dream. Even I remember like Nichols getting his license so he could work on his own. That was like a long time ago. For sure. Um, how many apartments he's been in. Then think of Joe and Jess getting together and remember us at the beer thing in Mammoth on the golf cart. I thought it was going so fast. Now they have four kids. No, they have two. Well, no, what I was doing is I was future-proofing the podcast so that when they have four kids, we look back and be like, oh. They- no, Joe's like, we are done. <laughs> this is over. <laughs> they had they had no trouble getting pregnant, like n- almost too, I think too little of trouble. Pregnant from like 10 feet away, just making eye contact. Boom. <laughs> no, they've been together for like, what, three or four or five know, years before, kidding. but it's just so funny. Because like. He didn't get the words out of his mouth. I think we're going to try and have, boom, boom the kid was baby. there. Yeah. And then I think we might, boom, we had another. Yeah. <laughs> he was like. Don't touch me until we figure out how to stop this from continuing to happen. (laughs) They're the most adorable little girls. Okay. A group of people who I realized only later were pretty close to me are my classmates from Minneapolis. Oh, those good Midwesterners. I played in jazz band. (gasps) I'm telling you. I was in the jazz choir. Ooh. I just said jazz hands. Okay. I played in jazz bands. Cool. Um, that wasn't there. jazz. That was just bad scat? music we were doing. Oh, yeah. skitty scat. Um, and the, this is a shared memory we all cherish. And many of them were really happy when we were able to reconnect via Facebook after many years. In 2012, when the 25-year reunion of our graduation was up, I actually flew to Minneapolis for four days only to be there. And it didn't, I didn't regret it for one minute. Meeting all the folks again and meeting new folks who were not in, on my radar back when I was there at school. So if anyone from the class of 87 from Washburn High School is listening, hi guys. I hope to see you next year at the 35-year reunion. Oh, wow. That's How awesome. Cool. I love that. I would fly in for that. <laughs> you know? I mean, we flew in well, for- Well, it'd be weird if you flew into the Washburn one. I mean, I mean like, I where could. are you going, Kate? You're like, I'm going to this I reunion. want to be part of this jazz band. Sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> Wouldn't that be so funny if 
something like that you would do regularly was just like crash people's reunions just slap on your sticker i'm like katie i'm like hi so good to see you in this uh film would i be owen wilson on account of my schnoz and well uh, sure and I'll and be, then you would be uh, i'll the make balloon guy? animals yeah Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Yeah, I make mean, me a bicycle clown. Oh, the squeaks! I could never with the squeaks. Nothing Those guys else. were a force to be reckoned with. They were so they funny were as so a comedic funny. duo. Can so you imagine funny. if you were just crashing all your reunions? That would be hilarious and awesome. Yeah, I could make up some good stories. People would be like, "Who was that girl? I don't remember her. Do you remember her? She's Maybe. from Ireland. I think she was Irish. <laughs> Maybe she was that." That girl that moved from, you know, they'd try to make sense of it. That yeah. was what would be really funny. Speaking of Vince Vaughn, randomly, he was in Sex and the City. Nobody talks about this. It was like pre his famous days. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When they went to L.A., he he lies. It's so Los Angeles. They did a very nice job of, like, catching the essence of that part of L.A., like the Hollywood part. So he pretends to be... Um, you know, when you scratch the thin veneer which is hollywood yeah you find an older dinger veneer underneath <laughs> and under that you find the truth yeah the grit but he um i want to say he said he was like an agent or something okay and he takes her to like on a date and then to his house but it's actually he is someone's assistant and i forget who it is um who's princess leia the old old school princess leia uh Carrie Fisher. Yes, it's Carrie Fisher's house. Oh, so she's on. Was she on the she's show? On there. Oh. So anyway, hmm. he is her assistant. Yeah, and he's supposed to be like getting the dry cleaning, feeding the dog, taking care of the home. But he show she Carrie Fisher shows up early, a day early from her trip because why would it matter? It's her fucking house, and he's there with Carrie, and she's like, "You take your hookers and you get out." And Carrie's like, "I'm not. I'm a writer from New York." She's so upset. <laughs> she's like, "That's a funny skit." It's so funny. And um, and it's just then she's talking later with her girls and she's like, I have to get out of here. Like, this is the land where like writers are hookers and, and assistants are at our agents. And, you know, like what we thought it was, it wasn't. And it always makes me laugh because it was like Vince Vaughn before he was. I came here thinking it was the land of milk and honey. Uh -huh. Turns out it's greed and money. Oh, is that the the lyric from somebody? Uh, Blind Melon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shannon Hoon was really good. Yeah. Had an excellent voice, like one of the best as far as I'm concerned, which doesn't mean that much, but it, it was amazing. There's and a lot some of, good of the voices insights, at that time. Yeah. Man. Uh, also, don't do heroin if you're listening to this podcast because- Just say no. If you ever see the, um, the interview he did on Much Music, mm -hmm. when the song No Rain had come out, they blew up yeah, super famous, blah, blah, blah. And then there's kind of a turn. You guys uh, know that song, that all I can say is that my life is pretty plain. Okay, continue, just so they know what we're talking about. It's an amazing song. The girl's dress is a bumblebee. Anyways, uh -huh. then they, by the time um, Woodstock 2 happens, uh, Blind Melon has blown up. They're super huge, and they take the stage, and he comes out. He's a mess. I think he was on acid. Mm. Uh, he's wearing women's, a woman's dress. Uh, That's his fine. hairs are in little bows in his hair, he, but he was really high. And you could tell he like, it, couldn't perform. Uh, he did. He nailed it. His voice was that of an angel. And he sung that song and everything else. Tones of home. It's just it's a wonderful set. But he's clearly struggling in life. And this is before social media. Mm -hmm. So you didn't really have all these touch points with these famous people. It'd be like one every six months, right? Where things have kind of gone wrong or what's happening. And I don't know if it was right when he did uh, the Woodstock to, uh, show or mm -hmm. if... Um, 
it was before or after, but it's right around that time frame. He's on Much Music, and I remember watching this guy talking about his struggles with heroin, Ooh. and he, he starts to get choked up, and he's in bad shape. And I thought, there's a drug I never want to touch. Because you got to see this person relatively in real time break down someone who you think is your hero mm -hmm. and is, oh, what a rock star. And you're like, fuck, no, I don't want that. And yeah. he's like, don't get involved with, you know, blah, blah, mm -hmm. I forget the exact words, but I just remember thinking. Is that what they call chasing the dragon heroin? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You don't want to chase the dragon, Katie. That's what I was going to say. But then I, I have a hard I'm... time chasing a dog around the yard. And I'm like, come here, come on. No, but drugs are just as scary. Yeah. And I feel like people don't consider it, especially when you're riding high, you think nothing can touch you. Well, no one, like, you no didn't one have tells you no. Keith Richards live telling, you didn't get to see Keith Richards breaking down on television, mm -hmm. you know, and, and saying, hey, this isn't cool. Yeah. First of all, Keith Richards, I don't know if he ever broke down, but I'm sure he did as a I'm person sure who struggles, you know. Uh, yeah. But so. now it's like, I mean, heroin is an opioid, isn't it? Yes. So we still have that crisis, just in a different form. Even bigger. So I'm sure it's like even worse now than it but was But now people then. are like live streaming their break, uh, their breakdowns, right? A celebrity can just as easily jump on Instagram Maybe, live. But people and... don't always, you know, you still don't know. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's wow, enough. That was a... You took it down a dark turn. I was talking about Vince Vaughn and silliness, and then here we are talking about death and drugs. Okay. Let's finish Christoph's beautiful letter. Sorry, Christoph. I didn't mean to interrupt you again, buddy. It says, so that's all for today. After one week of winter, it seems that spring is coming. Temperatures are now quite nice, and days are getting longer. I'm feeling that, too. Yeah. Even though it's cold here for us. The days getting longer is nice. Um, I hope you guys enjoy your stay in Washington with your family and that you find a winterproof house in Austin soon. We actually have one we're interested in, number four. We just keep trying. So hopefully we'll have a good home for us soon. Yeah. It's an exciting time to be able to look. and. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I feel privileged even to be able to buy a home. Yeah. No you kidding. know, like it's a big deal. Especially and sometimes I have to remind are... myself how big of a deal it is. Yeah. Absolutely. I feel like we're behind. Based on other friends that own home, you know, most of our friends have owned a home or a condo or something. But it's this weird but, keeping up with the Joneses. Like, mm -hmm. what what does that mean? What does that say? You know, yeah. I, I don't know. It's I'm not just that excited. I agree that we're behind. It's just like that feeling almost the same way we heard. I've heard from my viewers and I think even on this podcast about like I should have you should be dating or be married or I should yeah. have done this or blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> I, I feel we, privileged to be at this point in my life. You know, mm -hmm. things have really uh, gelled mm -hmm. um, in terms of having, you know. Uh, stability or uh, financial stability specifically yeah. because yeah. we built a little business. But I know that, you know, as a country, as a world, there there's a lot of people who aren't necessarily uh, in that position. So I feel very fortunate. But at yeah. the same time, I really think that things are going to turn around. I, I know I was doom and gloom for a while. Oh, about, now we're back on the hope train? Well, um, <laughs> they're talking about how many people should be uh, vaccinated. Within short order, we're talking about like uh, April, that mm -hmm. the numbers are going to be very, very high. It looks like capacity is finally coming online. Awesome. We're, yeah, man, we found vaccines but in under a year, which is it, amazing. Okay, I don't want to keep talking about this yeah. because that's not where I wanted to go with this at all. Yeah. Um, But vaccines don't make you immune. No, they don't make you immune. But so I don't think it really fixes the problem fully. It makes it, uh, we can mitigate it potentially it will lessen the symptoms for some people. Isn't that what they said? For most people, and it's going to reduce it significantly, mm -hmm. which is awesome because let's get back to work and get back yeah. to regular life. Agreed. Agreed. So it's like the flu instead of, you know. Okay. Okay. So um, it says in that you find a winterproof house in Austin soon. At least the water pipe should have enough insulation and maybe some solar panels on the roof against a power blackout. I agree. Right. Um, 
else you are both a climate from a climate where they have winter so at least you're a bit prepared Agreed. accurate yeah <laughs> lots um, of greetings Christoph. well thanks for writing Christoph. sorry yeah. for uh taking on uh tangent town there but uh okay. we're taking you to tangent town taking you to tangent town yeah okay a um, couple more letters and then we'll wrap she it up. She went down to, to Tangent Town. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, well. Here we are. Okay, this is from Ben. Hi, Ben. Hey. It says, Katie and Sean. Wow. Now I feel bad for being behind on your podcast. I just found out that you read my last email and included my channel and website in episode 50. Science Thanks. Ben. We, uh, he's the... This is a while ago, but we mm -hmm. did talk about um, landers and, and space and travel mm -hmm. and... Uh, yep, about space stuff. Yes. Yes. It's that, Ben. Correct. Okay. Um, the show Big Erica yes. is quite interesting. That was a Canadian show that he recommended, correct? Okay. Um, it's quite interesting. I believe it's on Amazon Prime. Okay. Being Erica. Hmm. They definitely cover the regrets, showing that sometimes nothing really changed but how you felt, and other times they change for the worst. I was asking both of you how you thought of mental health being the subject of a show and on your particular thoughts of the show if you hadn't seen it, so you were both right. Oh, okay. I like to be right. It's nice to be right sometimes. We're yeah. usually wrong. <laughs> a lot of the comments are like, I was screaming, it's cobbler. It's a cobbler. <laughs> <laughs> I love the comments. Okay. It says, let me know if you have any questions about space stuff or electricity in general. Thanks, Ben. We will. He's space our stuff space, or electricity. Our space liaison. It's a space tritian. Just, like, just like saying liaison. 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 Okay. This is uh, Julia from the north of Norway. Okay. Uh, young so we Julia. have a map. We have a map to show. See all the way up. That's not Norway. It is. That's See, Brazil. That's... Clearly, we're dealing Sean. with somebody who doesn't know where they live. Clearly, Sean did not take geography in Turn school. Turn sideways. That's Brazil. But see, see Sweden, <laughs> it goes all the way up. Oh, yeah. yeah all yeah. the way up. See, my grandmother is from. Wow, Finland cuts in that way. Hmm. I know. That's a weird little finger of Finland. It is. But my grandmother is from right up there. For on the, lefto. On the Gulf of Both Bothnia? Bothnia? Uh, you know, I don't know which golf course she belonged to, but. Uh... <laughs> golf course? Jesus Christ. Okay. Let's get into this. Hello, darlings. Howdy do. Hey. It's me again, Julia. Julia, Julia. Julia, Julia from the north of Norway. First of all, thank you so much for compliments on my accent. I think my accent is terrible, so that gave me a severe confidence boost. Whoop, whoop. whoop. I, love, I love an accent. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful, Julia. Wasn't she the first one to send in a spike, a peak, a, wow, speak pipe? See, Katie, it's catchy. <laughs> I start goofing my words, and you're like, eh, might as well. I'm just... not even drinking. No, but anyway. no, what? we've had a, a quarter of Bud Light. You know why I'm, uh, here's a little trick why we have the Bud Light seltzers, is if you have something tart, mm -hmm. it gets rid of uh, plosives. P -p 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 oh, really? Yeah. I um, didn't do, know that, and that was not why I was doing any of that. Yeah. Oh, what were you doing just, it for? Just to have a drink. Why no. not? I was just doing it to wet my whistle. Wet your whistle. <laughs> okay. Anyway, what do you mean when I say I'm from the, oh, what do I mean when I'm saying I'm from the north of Norway? Well, I mean that I am from and live in the northern part of Norway. I've attached an image to show you what I mean. It's not Sudway, it's Norway for a reason. <laughs> and my accent. 
I am born and raised here in Norway, and I've lived here all my 20 years alive. But yes, there is always a but. My father is British. I would suppose I've gotten advantage when it comes to my British accent and knowledge because of him. But we learned English in school. Um, I learned it from a book, <laughs> obviously, and we spend lo- uh, quite a lot of time learning the language. I have English classes from first grade until the day we graduate. Wow, that's awesome mm-hmm. that they have that. I wish in the States they would, they force us to learn another language, but they make us wait so long. Also, I think forced is a bad way of looking at it, like uh, leveling up or uh, we're going to be exceptional or, you know what I mean? Like it, we should frame the, the, the well, way we think about it. I think that's it. just me saying that. And uh. it's not, but the reason that I say it that way is because it's never part of your curriculum or at least for me, and you guys let me know, because I've even been told by other people around my age that my school started it way earlier. Okay. So we, foreign language wasn't even, like, available. Right. Until I was in sixth grade. Mm. And that's when I started, because you didn't have to at that time, but I always wanted to learn another language. I thought it was super cool, and I picked Spanish. And so you start then, but it's like, it's better when you're younger to learn. Like you oh, learned absolutely. French when you were a child and that's so much more helpful than, I mean, yes, I was a child in sixth grade. I'm not saying it wasn't, but like younger, the younger, the better. And I remember my friend Cammie, who's uh, Parisian, when her and Jameson were going to have kids, she was like, I want them in a, a, what's the school where they learn French? French immersion? Yes. She wanted a French immersion school anyway. Um, but there's a different name that she was you using. See? Something like yeah. that. But she found one in LA off Pico or whatever and was like, yeah. I want them to go there. Um, so that they can learn right away because our school system doesn't do it till later. And then after that one year where I had the option to do it, then it was like all of a sudden that was an added thing and you had to pick a language and you had to do it. And, oh, okay. da, da, da. and so it felt forced, you know, and you, they didn't always have like my brother always wanted to learn German. And they didn't offer that. It was like Spanish, French and Italian. And so he learned French, I think. No, Spanish. He did Spanish and they did German in college. But anyway, hmm. long story short, I wish we did. What other what you guys did and listen, not to be lazy, but <laughs> there's no reason to waste your time learning yeah. uh, another language. First of all, because I mean, five years ago, ten years ago, yes, twenty, hundred years ago, very important. Now we are on the cusp of Babel fish technology. This video is not sponsored, but I have been hearing Babel. Yeah, it's like uh, like the ba- Babel Babel. Yeah, but Babel fish. Oh, maybe. Oh my God, did I read that wrong this whole time in my life? Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, they put a little fish in their ear mm. and it helps them it understand babbles. the language. But isn't Babel B-A-B-B-L-E? E-L. Or E-L. But I, I think Babel. Is it B-A-B-L-E or something? B-A-B-E-L. Oh, I, I don't know. I think is how they write it in the book. You so I always thought know. that that was Babel. What do they Babel. say in the movie? You know what? I don't know. They were speaking with some sort of British accent or something. <laughs> Couldn't understand. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't really listening. But no. we're, you don't need to learn a language. Like It's coming and it's going to happen real quick where... Someone just looks at you with their eyes. You don't even have to open their mouths and be like. No, that's fucking weird. I'd want to learn French and I'm going to learn it using my old school CD-ROM set of Rosetta Stone. Hold on. I'm not sure what what <laughs> word you're using. Let me just get out CD number 17. It's like. Uh, needs a speed up. Yeah, the, the map systems in your car, like mm-hmm. back in the day, you'd have to have the expansion pack. Oh, you want to go to Kansas? Maybe you're thinking, well, no, you got to get the CD for Kansas, you know? Oh. Yeah, for to get those roads get to the, load into the the um what was the disc? What was it called before CDs we had? Floppy disks. Oh, Gotta get yeah. the right floppy disk. Right. My first um resume was on a floppy disk. You know, 
Bring them back. That's what I say. I heard that a lot of the Pentagon runs on floppy disks. Well, yeah, because it's they're, not hackable. Right. They're, well, they're disconnected computers. Mm-hmm. So old Pretty school smart. spy, you like got to sneak out a fucking 3.5. Yeah. What you are you going to do with that? And then how are you going to read it? Because who has that shit anymore? Okay. I am so sorry, Julia. We are back into your letter. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, Julia. Hey, how are you doing? Oh, so sorry. Um, okay. So she was saying we have English class from first grade until the day we graduate. And right. I was like, I'm very jealous. But that doesn't mean every Norwegian speaks fluent English. I know many that have an unbelievable thick Norwegian accent. I wish I knew how to a- attach a voicemail so that you could hear what Norwegians sound like, Sean. <laughs> I got to hear it. Yeah. If, if you can... Um, you could probably speak pipe one of these. You could probably Norwegians. do it on speak pipe. You could get on a speak pipe and you could play a voicemail. Oh yeah, that'd be wonderful. See if you can figure that out, Julia. Dahud, Oh, so rude, so rude. <laughs> Says if you like, I could send a voice memo for the next week's pod so you can hear what Norwegian, Norwegian, Norwinglish. Sorry, Norwinglish. Norwinglish, like Norwegian English. Oh, sounds like yes. Yes, we call it Norwinglish. Norwegian, Norwegian English. Ha ha ha. But anyways, overall, we are a country with quite a bit of knowledge when it comes to the English language. I bet. And Her English is impeccable. I, I do it. want to hear this. this. Please, please send I it. I would like to hear uh, accents from around the world. Mm-hmm. I think that's how speak, speak pipe could be used. Yes. Maybe we send in your accent. Ho, ho. Way to go, Julia. You pioneered a new segment on the show. Pioneering. Okay. I would like to add in the end that Harry Potter is an amazing answer to my question, Katie. I didn't even think of that. A bit of magic is always fun. I mean, who doesn't want to do magic? Yeah. I even have the wand. From Disneyland, or not Disneyland, Universal Studios. Yeah, we got wands. Expecto Patronum. Oh, no, don't do that, Katie. That's, you could have. That's not it. A patro- you're, I'm, I wonder <gasps> what my Patronus would be. I took the Pottermore quiz, and I want to say it was it was something cute, like a bunny or a hedgehog or something. Anyway, okay. Also, can I be your Norwegian ambassador? Yeah, of course. Of course. You could. Well, let me see. We do have these other people, Sven <laughs> and Oli, who applied. And no. There were... No. Julia asked first. All right, Julia, you're in. I could never be a staff writer because I don't have any good stories. That's a lie. You have great stories. But I would like a title. Therefore, I will be your Norwegian ambassador. Okay. And then emoji with star eyes. <laughs> I think that's super cute. I think we have time for one more letter, right? Yeah. Then we'll wrap it up. I think so. I think we're doing good. What time? So, yes, Julia, you are our Norwegian ambassador. My mom's about to get home from work. Oh, Part- okay. we The party's about to get started. We got to finish. <clears throat> Ready? Yes. This is entitled cat stories cat stories hi katie and sean from toronto meow, meow. toronto sorry i don't have a siblings um siblings to share stories but i do have a cat named daja blue daja blue daja it's d-a-j-a daja oh, Dija. d-a-j-a oh d-a-j-a so oh. daja it's the daja it's the it's the cat daja <laughs> um i swear she can tell time my mom thinks that about uh, Charlotte also. Do you think that's because of their stomach or do you think it's like routines they get into? My mom thinks it's routines, like Charlotte knows the routine. Unless the cat is looking at the clock and then mm-hmm. points their watch and points at you. Yeah. We need some confirmation here. Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay. It says every day she meows and cries like she's never been fed once before for her food. At the s- or, wait. Every day she meows and cries like she has never been fed before for her food at the same time. So she cries to get fed at the same time. Once she gets it, she has a taste and then comes over to me for a belly rub, of course, and she gets it. She loves her belly rub so much she will stay there for like 20 minutes expecting me to keep rubbing. If I stop before she is done, she gives me the stink eye until I start rubbing her tummy again. 
Then, when she is done, Daja Blue, she takes her back feet and pushes my hand away and jumps off the couch and runs over to her food to continue to eat. Cats are funny <laughs> like that, though. They want it when they want it. And then, that's it. I'm done. Very particular. Polly's that way. She's funny. By the way, her name comes from two of my favorite things. Daja comes from my favorite character from my favorite author, Tamora Pierce. And Blue from my favorite band, Blue October. Oh, this is Aaron. I immediately knew, Aaron, it was you. Okay, because that's her favorite band. Yeah. Before I go, I just want to say that 55 OTDM was good. Sean and Katie, please don't be so hard on yourselves. You are doing something great that I could never do. You are doing great. Well, thank you very much. Thanks, Aaron. Anyway, that's, that's, that's all nice from me now. Hugs, Aaron. And then here for proof. Belly uh, Rub Central. Stink Eye. Yeah. <laughs> Too cute. It's I a big love... cat. It is a big cat. Look at those white paws. Yeah. So fuzzy. Lipper. Okay. Um, should cool. we call it? Well, I think that's it for the show today, Katie. Uh... That was wonderful. I already I can't read the subject lines of the next emails because I want to just keep reading. Them. I know. And uh, <laughs> thank you for sending them in. We do have uh, probably another show's worth and then we'll we'll be under the next batch. Speaking of kittens, there's Polly. Oh, I know. Yeah. I wish we could. I wish we could sh like pan over so you could see her. Um, but thank you guys so much for sending in your questions sending in your letters. I feel like after next week, we should be kind of more caught up. Yeah. We're keep almost there. In. Yes. Keep sending things in. And Sean was asking. For any, I honestly think, and did we ask about this last week? I don't remember. But we talked about how kids would run feral, and I wanted to ask for those stories. Yep. Because I think that's kind of like your bike story, like any of your dare, I was a daredevil. Send those in. Those are funny. I have some of mine I can share. You can't learn to be a daredevil under supervision. You just have to let it rip. You just got to do it. Otherwise, you'll have There's some no safety school. Susan like me being like, There's no school to become a daredevil. Nervous. No. You know? Got to try. Yeah. Be or not to be. But like, we're not encouraging people to be daredevils. I think when you're kids, you're just wild and free and you're like, I heal so fast. Things don't really hurt me that much. And then when you're F older, you're noise, like, I don't know why my back hurts. You're never way. too old to be a daredevil. You could be 100 years old if I, you're listening. I do not let approve us know. of this message. I think you should be a daredevil at all things in life. Do you have health insurance? Come on, Sean. Dare bravely. Jesus Christ, Sean's pretending to be Brené Brown. You guys, we're going to have to call it. <laughs> but we love you. Thank you so much for all of your emails and your stories. Keep them coming. Be bold. Don't creep. Don't just stop listening to Sean. That's my... <clears throat> Are you running Wake for... Wake up, kick some ass, go to sleep with a clean conscience. Hey, if you want to be a motivational speaker, you can do that on your own time. All right. <laughs> He's got all his sayings. It's like you're reading bumper stickers or something. I'm working on my slogan to get elected. Or one of those posters that's behind somebody's office. It's like success. Yeah. The road to success is paid. From golf to bowls, Katie. <laughs> See you guys next week. Have a great weekend. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>